Pastor Jennifer Hodson here in Bryan, Texas. I am the senior pastor of Bryan Community Church, and we are a one-year-old church uh, starting January 1st. We've been worshiping for one entire year, and uh, it has certainly been a blessing and um, talk about having faith and trusting God. It's only because the Lord has been leading that uh, we have been able to make it one year, and um and, and I pray that we will have many more years to come. So what I'd like to do is share with you the message that I preach each Sunday via YouTube or um, podcasts and various other forms. And so I'd like to share with you week two of a sermon series that I am leading with the congregation entitled Relationship Resolutions. So I don't know if you've made a New Year's resolution or not, but I... I want to take it from the angle um, of our relationship with God, with ourselves, and with others. And so if you joined us last week, we were talking about um, how it is that God is working in our life and how strong is our relationship with him. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best, uh, how is your relationship? And so I asked this last week, and uh, I wanted to make... Uh, the congregation give the Lord and themselves and one another a commitment that they were going to strengthen their relationship. And so I asked everyone to write down, you know, how is it that you're going to strengthen your relationship with God? And some wrote um, on a note card that they were going to read their Bible every day. Others said that they were going to start a Bible study. Still others said that they were going to say no to themselves. So all sorts of ways, and I'd like to encourage you to do the same. To strengthen your relationship with God means to spend more time with Him. So that's through prayer, studying the Word of God, um, you know, being in a small group or a Bible study with other brothers and sisters to, to build on each other's faith, to hold each other accountable, and to challenge one another. And so I hope and pray that you make that one of your resolutions, not just for the new year, but for all of life. Today we're going to continue the conversation and um, we're going to talk about how our relationship is with ourselves. So if I ask you that question on a scale from 1 to 10, uh, what is your relationship like with your self? Uh, answer that. Um, I hope and pray that everyone's response is that you are satisfied in life, that you're content with the blessings that God has placed before you, uh, with people, places, and events, that you celebrate what you have been given and you have been asked to do. Uh, I also pray that uh, that you have found a love for yourself as God has so graciously uh, chosen to love each and every one of us in this world. Uh, the only thing is, as I have a little bit of a fear, only because I struggle with this as well, um, my fear for you, for me, for my family, for my children, is that we can't say that, oh, we're just satisfied, we have this inner peace, we have this joy. Um, and, and I say this for a few reasons. Uh, one, for social media purposes, so I don't know about you, but if you have Facebook or Instagram, uh, TikTok, Snapchat, whatever whatever it is uh, that is your vice to, to, to be on and connect with other people um, within your inner circle or all around the world. Uh, because this can sometimes cause us to uh, maybe love ourselves a little less or even be less content with um, where we are in life. Uh, you know, 
I am on Instagram and Facebook and wow. Um, I am impressed by Taylor Swift. Um, if you're a Swifty, uh, if not, that's okay too. But you know, I, I get on there and I see all of the great things that she is doing. Um, did you know that she has eight houses worth over $150 million? Right, these are the things that, that we get to hear about when we're on social media uh, for the good, the bad, or the ugly. Um, I like to, to follow JLo. I think she's an incredibly talented person, but on the flip side, I also follow Jennifer Garner, who's also incredibly talented, but in different ways. I'm impressed that she makes her own food and that she grows vegetables in her backyard. Um, I'm also uh, warmed that she is from Charleston, West Virginia, and um, that's very near and dear to my heart because um, the first six months of my life, I lived in West Virginia, and then I lived, you know, a whole two miles from this state, and she's an advocate for uh, some of the, the poor kids in the rural areas in which she is from. So I like to follow her. Instagram, Facebook, social, like, they're not all, it's not always bad, but what starts to happen, whether you're a man or a woman, um, and a man, I don't, I don't know what you follow. I know what my husband looks at. He looks at um, hunting videos on YouTube, and right now he's uh, into uh, this one skier who goes all over the country and, you know, wears uh, cameras on his head or has it attached to him. And he goes down the mountain and he checks out all of the ski resorts. That's 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 what Ryan likes to watch. I kind of like to watch it too. Sometimes I'll lay in bed and I'll I'll lean over and and I'll check it out. Um, you know, and and so social media it can't always be a bad thing. But what happens is when we start to look at social media and we start to 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 ask questions like, how can I be like that person, or what do I need to to do to to earn all those uh, acclimates that um, that those those people earned or am I am I good enough am I you know doing enough in my life and and so social media can can if we're not careful it can cause us to to love ourselves even less um I was also watching the news I was at my dad's house and uh, there was um a female commentator on the television I could I couldn't tell you what she was talking about. And part of the reason is because I was I was noticing all of the work that she had done on her face. And she was just this beautiful woman. However, I think there was so much cosmetic surgery uh, that it was making it hard to concentrate on, clearly, on what she was saying. Um, and it, it, it made me kind of stop and pause and question and, and ask the question, you know, to what extent are we willing to go in order to live up to somebody's expectation of what looks good or what should be? Because for someone to go to such an extent um, to have all this work done for ratings or because somebody else says that they're not good enough or they need to do X, Y, and Z, um, I have a hard time believing that that's them being content with who they are and who God has created them to be. And I say that with all the, the love and respect that I, I can share, because here's the deal. This blonde is not real, and I like to get my nails done. And so I'm, I'm not here to judge anyone who, um, you know, wants to, to get a tattoo or to change their appearance for one way, reason or another. Um, but I am here to challenge us to ask the question, why do we do what we do? Is it because 
and we're comparing ourselves to, to what we see on television or on social media. Second of all, I have a fear um, that maybe someone at some point in your life has said something to you um, that has made you question who you are or what you have or where you are in life. Uh, maybe a parent has said, uh, why can't you be like your brother? Or why can't you be like your sister? Or why don't you try working out? Or, or hey, there's this new gummy fad. Why don't you try taking that to lose weight? Uh, or maybe someone said, well, when, when am I gonna have grandkids, right? Because I think parents, um, they come to a point when their children um, are of the age to, to maybe have children. And so grandparents do it out of the goodness of their heart only. Um, sometimes those comments can, can make children second guess themselves and, and what they're doing in that season of life. Uh, as a pastor, this is one of my favorites. Not, um, well, why can't we be like that church? Or why can't we be like this church? Or why can't we be like the Baptist? Or why can't we be like the independent church over here? Or why not? And, and I have to stop and remind myself, wait a minute, first of all, we're only one year old. So we can't be like any church that has been, um, you know, operating for five, 10, 20 years. We're also United Methodists, so we're not going to be a Baptist church. We're not going to be an independent church. Uh, we're not going to be a global church. You know, so honestly, this should be the response to anyone or anything that makes us question who we are, that we can only be ourselves. We can't be any other person, no matter what anyone says or what anyone makes us think of ourselves. Um, and then it the, my third biggest fear for all of us in terms of lacking in love or care or uh, contentment with ourselves, ready, let's see, drum roll, and you have to be ready for this one because this is hard to hear. Sometimes my biggest fear is our own self-talk, our own negative thoughts, our own condemning words that we use against ourselves. Right. My fear is that our lack of contentment in who we are and who God has made us to be and who we have been called to be in this season of life is because of the words that we say about ourselves. You know, we sometimes tend to look to the left or the right and we see what other people are doing and what other people are saying, what other people have, and then we become unsatisfied with where we are and who we are, right? Joey and his family, well, they're going on a vacation in Switzerland. Um, you know, this couple, they have two Porsches in the driveway. Steve has a brand new F-150. Carol is driving a brand new Tahoe. M all my friends, you know, this is, I think, a thing, especially for our young people. All my friends are wearing Lululemon, but I shop at Walmart and Target, or all my friends are wearing the buckle, but I go to Marshalls to find my jeans you know whatever we say to ourselves unfortunately we say these things uh, they're not they they're not healthy for one and they're stealing our joy and they're stealing our contentment and they're stealing our money and our healthy image of, of who we were created to be our security our self-esteem and our worth and it's hurting us and so when I ask the question, how is your relationship with yourself? I really want you to be honest with yourself in answering that question. 
And then digging deeper and, and understanding why we say these things about ourselves or why we're allowing what other people are saying about us to, to impact and take away that love that, that God has for us and thus we should have for ourselves. God uh, tells us in Psalm 139 that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are wonderfully made, knit together in our mother's wombs by God, the creator of the universe. How is it that we somehow can argue with God and think that we are not enough? When we are, when God has created us to be wonderful humans, fearfully, wonderfully made. And so this year, one of the, the resolutions I hope that we would make, not only for the year, but for our lives, is that we would resolve ourselves to rebuilding not only our relationship with God, but our relationship with ourselves. And here's the thing. Ideally, if we are building our relationship with God, if we are strengthening it, then um, by, by the very nature of leaning in and listening to the word of God, we should be strengthening that relationship uh, with ourselves. We should lean into God's word and know that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. In fact, uh, I want to draw our attention to 1 Corinthians 6, chapter 9, or excuse me, 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20. I want to read this to you for a minute and we'll unpack it briefly. It reads, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Now here the Apostle Paul, he is writing to the Corinthian church, the Corinthian church uh, who he had set up and established before moving on. But, but later he got word that the church was struggling. They were quarreling amongst one another, and then they were making choices that were not Christ-like. In this particular context, uh, Paul was addressing um, questions over sexual purity. Um, we're not going to spend time talking about that, maybe another time, but for today, there are wisdom in these words that Paul was saying about um, our bodies and about God. First of all, our bodies are a temple, are a home, for the Holy Spirit. God chose us to make his home. This is a really big deal. The creator of the universe looks down on the earth and he chooses people, me, you, all of us, to reside in. Which says something to us. This should make us think for a moment that our bodies, our bodies are not to be abused. They are not to be taken advantage of, nor should they be taken for granted. So if we ever start thinking about our bodies, our physical well-being, and, and who and how God has made us, if anything, we should just be concerned that we are healthy. That we are a healthy human for God to work in and through. If we want to worry about our image, well then let's worry and ensure that that we are healthy so that we can continue to do God's work right maybe that means going to the doctor maybe that means going to the dentist you know a little brief plug here for, for our dentist um 
Our mouths are very much a part of our bodies. Why uh, insurance separates dental insurance from medical insurance, I have no idea. However, we need to take care of um, or our oral health as well as uh, the rest of our body. But we have to take our vitamins, eat your fruits, eat your vegetables, get out and exercise. If you can't go run, go walk. Um, if you can't walk, you know, go swim. If you can't swim, uh, just in some way be active. Um, and this is where going to the doctor will help you because they will guide you in, in the things that you can and can't do and are good for you. Maybe it's stopping uh, smoking or stopping drinking, getting a good night's sleep, uh, drinking plenty of water. Uh, I know I never drink enough water, but we are not our own. Our bodies are a temple and we have to take care of them. And we were bought with a price. Jesus gave his life for us. Jesus took all of our sin, all of our ugly, all of our imperfections so that we could have life. He didn't give his life so we could compare ourselves to others. I mean, that's silly, according to Christ. What are you doing? I just imagine the, the thoughts that God has up there in heaven looking at us like, really, Jen, you're going to compare your hair to that person's hair. You're going to compare your shoe size to that person's shoe size. You're, I mean, the things that we do when we just drive ourselves insane trying to, to be somebody that, that we're not created to be. Jesus didn't give his life up so we could be in this race for approval of others or for the number of likes on our social media accounts. We get caught up in this comparison trap. It steals our joy. We get caught up in name dropping or saying, well, look how much bigger and better my vacation or my house or my vehicle is. We're making a mockery of Jesus when we do this. Our lives do not belong to us. They belong to God. Jesus said, if anyone wants to follow me, you must give up your own way of life. Some translations say you must deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. So to follow Jesus is to live like Jesus. To live like Jesus is to serve like Jesus. So if we're going to resolve ourselves to love ourselves, well, we need to get back to the word of God. Remind ourselves that, that we don't belong to ourselves, but we belong to Christ. We need to know our individual value and worth. We have to go back to the scriptures and realize that each and every one of us is literally to die for. If we ever want to question ourselves, know that we are to die for, that you are to die for, that Jesus Christ gave his life up. For you. So stop letting anyone else tell you how you should think or feel. Don't let yourself devalue yourself in any way because you are enough. Take care of yourself so that God can use you to shine his light and his love and his life in the world. And then finally, and I closed my sermon um, by pulling up a chair and actually taking off one of my shoes. Now I have one of my friend's beautiful green heels with all kinds of sparkly embellishment on the front. I was wearing these, aren't they fabulous? They're my, they're my new, they're my new shoes. Got it, them on discount, by the way. Um, I was wearing these shoes and I took them off and I had her shoe 
and I put them on. And my shoe is a size seven and a half. Her shoe was a size 10. Now I don't have her shoes with me. She took them back because I can't wear them or I would. This is my husband's shoe. He wears size 10 and a half, 11, depending on the shoe. Why, if I can't wear my husband's shoes, if I can't walk in Beverly's shoes, why are we trying to fit in to somebody else's shoes? Why are we trying to, to make ourselves live this life that's not our own? We need to stop. <laughs> We're just gonna trip all over ourselves. We're just gonna to fall each and every time when we're trying to be something that we're not. And we're not gonna find the joy of life or the contentment that God wants us to have in resting in him and being the people that he has created us to be. So church, <laughs> I pray that you would put on your own shoes and you would be your own person. And you would be the men and the women and the children that, that God has created you to be. And when you do that, I promise you, you're going to feel a whole lot better about yourself. And you're going to have a whole lot more love for yourself. Because God, he loves you. And he's created you to be you and no one else. May you hear the word of God, may you know the word of God, and may you live out the word of God. Until next week, as we look at our resolution in relationships with others. God bless.